welcome everybody. Um, I am a supporter, advocate, and promoter of all things supply chain. Join me in my quest for a better understanding and insights into the world of supply chain. My guest today, Carolyn Montague, is the president of the Canadian Institute for the Procurement and Material Management, otherwise known as CIPM, C-I-P-M-M. CIPM is a not-for-profit organization that is a national voice and professional home for the procurement and material management communities, with a primary focus on the federal government of Canada. Carolyn has over 38 years of experience in the areas of material management, procurement, strategic planning, requirements definition, and alternative service delivery. Since graduating with a master's in public administration in 1982, Carolyn has held progressively more responsible positions, primarily in the federal government for the first 15 years, followed by 24 years as a partner in a management consulting firm called Performance Management Network. She has successfully managed large and complex multi-year projects from the requirement definition stage through to the options selection and implementation. She has worked with clients such as Transport Canada, Health Canada, Communications Security Agency of Canada, Heritage Canada, Public Service and Procurement Canada, Public Health Agency of Canada, Fisheries and Oceans Canada, Environment and Natural Resources Canada. Geez, I felt like I said Canada a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> She has developed over 30 different courses, for both procurement specialists and non-specialists. In support of these courses, she has designed instructor manuals, participant binders, handbooks, speaker notes, case studies, and exercises, as well as guides in support of all the courses that she has developed. So with that said, I'd like to introduce Carolyn Montague. Great. Uh, makes me sound really old, though, uh, uh, which I am. But uh, yes. I would say experienced. A, uh, yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> my children sometimes call it um, matured. Matured. <laughs> Anyways, so wow. no, I'm very thrilled to be here. I'm uh, uh, I'm a pretty passionate person about uh, both SIPM and uh, procurement and material management. It's funny, I graduated in 1982 and I joined at that point uh, what was called Supply and Services, which is now PSPC, as an intern officer. And I took the job, honestly, mm -hmm. because the job I really, really wanted, they were having some tough getting it through the staffing system and it was going to take about another year. So I thought, well, I need to I need to pay my rent. So I, yeah. so I took this job and it was an intern officer program, a, a two-year program thinking, oh, I'll just do it for a year. And then at the end of that first year, when they came and offered me the job, I thought I loved and wanted, I didn't want it. <laughs> I was fascinated mm -hmm. by, by what I was doing. And about every couple of years I had uh, a couple of mentors who would kind of come along and go oh, I think you, you're getting comfortable there you got to do something different mm -hmm. so I really have done an awful lot of different parts of uh, procurement yeah. and uh, a little bit of dabbling in material management as well yeah uh, so it's uh, it's been a lot of fun you know that's a fascinating thing you mentioned about uh, not just sort of stumbling upon the world of procurement and I think much the same 
my story was kind of like that too. You know, I graduated, uh, didn't know what I was going to do. And nobody told me that procurement was actually a thing, like going through high school or university, you know, it was either be a doctor or be a, an engineer or be a, a bus take business courses, but nobody tells you, oh, there's a whole world of procurement or supply chain. And I just, it was through volunteering, right? Through APEX, which was the association I was yep. volunteering for that I kind of met professionals and I thought, oh, wow, there's a, a whole new world that I haven't explored yet. And I just fell into that and continued to learn and ended up where I am. So it's, it's really fascinating how um, I, I think that it's not as well known as, as people think it is, right? Supply chain. And yeah, I teach at Algonquin, uh, or at least I did this last year uh, for the supply chain um, uh Diploma, uh, well, diploma and back uh, the bachelor's program. Yeah, and uh, I think those those kids, if I can call them that, um, really have got to step up because they're getting really good training. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a public admin degree that gave me a lot of finance, accounting, project management, uh, program evaluation sorts of skills. But again, I think this function of uh, procurement, I always liken it to it's a puzzle. Every time it's a puzzle and you got to figure out the puzzle yeah. and the solution to the puzzle isn't always the same. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I've seen over the, uh, the long number of years is how certain trends have, have gone, come back, how we've tried different ways of doing things. And uh, it just makes you a bit of a, a junkie for, for all this, uh, you know, all the neat solutions that are out there. I see, I see. So I guess that sort of uh, got you somehow involved with SIPM. How did you um, get involved with them? Yeah, well, SIPM itself is over 32 years old. Okay. So uh, I was working in the department and I was very actively involved in those days in a number of the sort of new electronic commerce, uh, business re-engineering types of projects. And there was a couple of people, one at Treasury Board and a couple of people at the Department of Supply and Services that really uh, felt, because this was a time when we didn't delegate very much out to the department. So it was just beginning. Yeah. And so the feeling was that there needed to be an opportunity for different people to get together to talk. So they started this organization called the Material Management Institute. Yeah. And I got convinced because I knew some of these people to join and help. And then I actually had a stint way back at the very beginning as the vice president. Mm -hmm. And this wonderful uh, woman, uh, her name was Barb Steves. I don't think she's involved any, well, she's not involved anymore, but I don't think <laughs> she's in procurement or material management anymore either. But she, so we started pulling together, then some other people, uh, they took what was a, initially we kind of got to a half day um, uh, workshop. And then we would have once a month, maybe sort of a coffee uh, thing. Yeah. And uh, we started trading information, stories, practices. So then I spent uh, probably the next five, 10 years, not as actively involved. And then I started getting really involved I would say probably 15, 20 years ago. Now, SIPM has gone through some various changes. So interestingly, it started out as Material Management Institute, but uh, probably about 15, 20 years ago, it renamed itself because the procurement side was joining. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And this is where um, I've spent most of my career on procurement issues, but it, it became very interesting because again, it still stuck to the same idea that we were going to offer professional development, networking and learning yeah. opportunities. And our focus is still predominantly federal government, yeah. but it is amazing that the the, the breadth of different practices across the different departments. Yeah. And so I, uh, I got um, involved because it gave me something that was slightly different than uh, what I was currently doing. Yeah. SIBM itself is actually run by a series of volunteers. Okay. So the full board, uh, we all have day jobs. Wow. And then we do, uh, we, we organize our events, mm -hmm. our national workshop, our virtual summits, things like that mm -hmm. uh, in off hours. Or, you know, are we lunch hours, uh, early mornings? So, in yeah. fact, I have a four o'clock meeting today on <laughs> the next virtual summit we're doing. So, oh, wow. I got involved because the people were really interesting, mm -hmm. the topics, because I wanted to hear those speakers. Yeah. And that's sort of how it's continued. Oh. I was the vice president for, a, uh, I think, about two terms. Mm -hmm. I'm now uh, been the president for this is my third year. Mm -hmm. And um, I was the chair of the national workshop, oh, I think about three or four times. Yeah. I started the regional workshops. I chaired the learning events, wow. breakfast series. So I've done, done pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's still a great group. Yeah. Um, being a procurement officer myself, when I found out about SIFM, I thought this is fantastic. Not only do I get to meet and network with uh, other like-minded uh, individuals and professionals, I also can have the opportunity to, to expand my knowledge and my, my um, understanding of uh, the whole supply chain and material management process. So in your opinion, um, what do you think is, uh, why is SIPM valuable to professionals? What is it about SIPM that it provides to professionals that they don't currently have? Well, I think it's, it's, in, it's quite valuable for public sector. Mm -hmm. uh, procurement and material management, because there is a big difference. I mean, uh, many of the projects that we all work on, um, it's not our money, and we're not having to answer to a, uh, you know, a, a shareholder. Yeah. We're actually having to always answer to Canada, to to Canadians. Mm -hmm. What we do is tied to some program or service or activity that's for Canadians. Yeah. That makes it different. It means that there's some sensitivities that we always have to be very conscious of. Mm -hmm. It means in some cases we need to be the good corporate citizen before anybody else. Yeah. A good example would be uh, in our fleet management area. Mm -hmm. What you may not know is that we've always had uh, standing offers for our fleet. Yeah. been a long, long time. What you may not remember is David Anderson was at one point the Minister of the Environment. Yeah. And as the minister, he was entitled to a vehicle. Mm -hmm. But he wanted an, an electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have any electric vehicles in our standing offer at that point. And he said, no, this has to happen. Yeah. And what that did is, you know, the Canadian government really took this on. Yeah. And is now taking on, as you know, with the greening government, with really green, taking yeah. this on. Yeah. And what this means is that we were ahead of, in many cases, the, where industry was. Okay. And I think that that has, so why is SIPM uh, valuable? Because we offer learning, mentoring, networking opportunities mm -hmm. that really do focus on 
public sector practices. Yeah. Uh, we don't try and um, uh, we, we can learn from the the uh, private sector. Yeah. But we also know that there will always be some differences. So I think it's valuable in that way. I think the other thing is that we are very member driven. Mm-hmm. So after every activity we do, we survey who is attended. Mm-hmm. We um, always are trying to get what's the next need of the or- of the community. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, uh, when we decided to do our webinar series last July, yeah. we do it every Wednesday. It's free. It's an hour long. It's because the community was saying we're not getting any professional development and we've all gone home yeah. and we feel pretty isolated. Mm-hmm. So it's it's trying to meet the, those specific needs. Yeah. And then I'll, I think the other reason why it's valuable is we do an awful lot of linking. Okay. So it may well be that somebody will say, gee, I have this as a problem. Mm-hmm. And then we can help link uh, people. We just have kickstarted our, our next round, our fourth year of our mentorship program, as an example. Okay. And that's a really good opportunity because in many of the smaller departments, they don't actually have that same ability as the larger departments. Yeah. And so having the somebody who's more senior that they can once a month talk to, mm-hmm. um, you know, get some ideas around various problems, I think it's quite useful. Actually, I was part of the mentorship program and I, I had a great mentor, uh, the director at Global Affairs Canada. I thought the mentorship program was very helpful and I'm glad it's going to continue. Um, so, and, and I think that's something very unique about SIPM as well. You mentioned um, mentorship uh, and then events as well. Lots of events. Holy geez. How, how do you guys come up with these <laughs> events? <laughs> well, they can, various things. I mean, so we've had the national workshop for many, many years. Yeah. And we had for many years a breakfast series. And the breakfast series was very, very specific to almost more, more of a hands-on working conversation about new tools yeah so uh vincent robita is a really good example when he was first thinking of making some fundamental changes to some of the electronic uh, procurement vehicles like uh tsps tbips pro services yeah um he came and presented at the breakfast series so that the community could give him feedback okay and then he incorporated that so acting as kind of an in-house engagement uh, spot yeah. was very useful. Mm-hmm. The, so we then decided uh, we used to have some fairly active regional chapters. Mm-hmm. And then the last couple of years, that's actually kind of, um, I, I would say it's last 10, 15 years, it's just not been as, as strong. So we've okay. decided that uh, what we typically do is we, invest in certain activities for the first couple of years, okay. even though they're not making any money. So mm-hmm. I was teaching at that point a lot out West and in the East Coast. Yeah. And I could see that there was very little professional development that was going on out there. Okay. So what we did is I went back to the board and said, I think we need to invest in two regional workshops a year. Yeah. So we did. And now we now that is now part of the, the fold, so to speak. Oh, wow. Then we actually uh, started looking at our breakfast series. And really that by the hour we were having it Mm -hmm. and the fact we were doing it physically meant that people in other regions, it was more difficult for them to participate. So that's why we then have moved again to the webinars. Mm -hmm. 
And I think we then have gone and did the mentorship program. That was actually um, Carolyn Laundrie came back. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was in her her interview for the board. We always yeah. ask, you know, what what new idea do you think we're not doing? And she came and said, well, I think I, I, I think you need a mentorship program. Mm-hmm. And so she was uh, selected for the board. But then mm-hmm. we sort of said, okay, now you got to run this. So she uh, developed that program. And then the last and kind of the last couple of things that we've been doing, uh, we now have got um, uh, one person in each region. And so we now have a regional council. Yeah. And um, I've committed to each of them that SIPM will give them each uh, a certain amount of money yeah. that um, they can use to run their own events. Yeah. But equally, we will actually have uh, the regional uh, council, you know, help guide us making sure our uh, programs yeah. are relevant. Oh, and then we decided to do the virtual summit because we were canceling lots of in-person events. Right. And now we're doing actually um, a career day and job fair. Holy jeez. Uh, in July, in June. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be launching some new uh, learning series, yeah. uh, master classes. So a lot of these kinds of things come from someone with an idea. Yeah. Um, Guylaine Carrier, who's at Shared Services Canada, mm-hmm. in her board interview, she said, well, she thought we really needed to have an emerging practices symposium. Mm-hmm. So we did. We did one wow. on agile procurement. Yeah. And the next one will be on a material management topic. So fleet management. Somebody came to us and said, we haven't had anything, you know, the fleet community is a small, often forgotten community. Mm -hmm. Could we do something? So we said, sure, let's try it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's we try something. If Mm -hmm. we feel that there's still um, a need for it, Mm -hmm. we may subsidize the cost so that whatever we charge or if we do it for free, Mm -hmm. it doesn't cover our costs. But we then support it for a couple of years and then we see if we can make it uh, uh, revenue neutral. I love that. just your members are so motivated, right? Uh, I think that's fantastic to see that uh, people are motivated to to see things, to make things happen, introducing all these ideas for sure. Um, I just wanted to mention that my, my my mentor back then was Daniel Pilon. Oh, yes. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he's great. Yeah. Uh, yes. And he's uh, again uh, involved in the mentorship program again. Yeah. And he spoke, I think, he, yeah, I think he spoke at our virtual summit. Yeah. And I think we're trying to get him again. Okay. Uh, at our June, our June uh, uh, third event is on managing complexities. Okay. And what's interesting about that is uh, there's both in material management and procurement, I think we're seeing that there's some really what we call gnarly problems. Mm -hmm. And they often come around but once in a career. And I think, you know, the handling of PPE, personal uh, protective equipment, is a really good example where, you know, the idea that we, uh, you know, we need to have multiple suppliers of things that we need to think about advanced purchase orders, this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a complexity to that, that Mm -hmm. uh, really we want to learn from. Yeah. And um, that's a great point that you brought up because I wanted to pick your brain about the current trends that you see in procurement and material management, um, especially with the changing climate and the changing circumstances around us. What do you think uh, the trends are, are heading 
Well, one I think we're seeing is uh, for a long time, material management and procurement have been siloed separately from each other. And I think we're seeing a much more integrated approach. The other thing I think we're beginning to see is that we can learn from uh, some of these uh, techniques that uh, and and different governance structures and different sort of approaches to contracting. Yeah. Uh, so we're seeing, you know, maybe we have to look at the real property world and see how they do things. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to look at uh, the, um, uh, you know, the P3 uh, approach. How is that different? Mm-hmm. Shipbuilding strategy is a really good example. They've tried some really interesting things uh, using websites uh, yeah. and third-party uh, fairness monitors and so again, some of these things, I think we're seeing, they were done at, you know, the $100 million requirements. I think some of them are actually now beginning to be viewed as things we could try for maybe the $2 million mark project, mm-hmm. in which case then a lot more people need to be uh, understanding. Yeah. I think the other trend we're seeing is um, what I would call uh, greening government, social procurement. I think yeah. uh, it's not... I was speaking with David Lepage uh, yesterday, who is with um, uh, Social uh, Procurement Canada. Mm-hmm. And I had him speak at a regional workshop in Vancouver in 2018. And in 2019, he um, spoke at the national workshop. Yeah. And we were just saying, I'm going to have him do a, a, a webinar in, uh, uh, I think it's in April. No, sorry, it's, it's in March. No, I, I really am having a senior's moment. It's Feb- February 24th. Anyways, okay. uh, and uh, one of the things we were talking about is a number of these things like social procurement is now being piloted in many different departments mm-hmm. where I think initially a couple of years ago, all we saw were some municipal examples. Yeah. I think that's a trend we're going to be seeing because okay. we're seeing in the mandate letters a lot more. Okay, wow. And that certainly happens has an impact in, in the world of procurement and material management. Um, is there any particular challenges or obstacles that you uh, in SIPM had to face and you get, I bet you overcame? Yeah, I mean, I think like any organization, you need to uh, stay current. And I think that this is something that we are always trying to say, okay, what's new? What do we have to do? What have we done that we don't need to do anymore? Yeah. And so certainly um, we had to do some major sort of changes to how we deliver things, mm-hmm. how we price things, mm-hmm. uh, how we market things. Mm-hmm. We also had to be very careful uh, that we, as we became, I think, a bit more stable and, and maybe a bit more successful in getting our, our messaging out there, yeah. I think we also had to say, well, what, what are we not I think any organization as it grows needs to sort of keep an eye on what's in scope. So use the example of courses. We've several times wondered, should we ourselves develop some courses? Yeah. And we've come to believe that, in fact, no, what would be better to do is to highlight really good courses for our community okay. and bring those as opposed to us be the course content people. Right. Um, I think we've... Uh, We've looked at this idea of, um, you know, are we uh, federal, provincial, municipal? Mm -hmm. And I think what we've come to realize is we are predominantly federal, but that we have a lot to learn from our provincial and municipal. Yeah. And um, procurement modernization is a really good example of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we had our Calgary Regional Workshop, 
we had um, the um, city of Edmonton, yeah. uh, city of Calgary, and the province of Alberta speak on procurement modernization because mm-hmm. they were three years ahead of us. Holy jeez. Yeah. And now it turns out the solution that, that PSPC has acquired and is implementing yeah. is the solution that city of Edmonton actually had done. So we've learned a lot from them. Yeah. But again, that's the kind of thing that we we need to be, someone's got to sort of get a sense of what are we, mm-hmm. what are we not, mm-hmm. who do we need to stay in touch with? Mm-hmm. I think SIPM does that well and just goes to show the power of, of just having that um, connectedness, right? Being able to share ideas, um, being able to share best practices amongst one another. So uh, that's something that uh, is definitely, SIPM uh, does really great. So and hopefully continues to do. Um, so before we wrap up, uh, I wanted to talk about some of your events that are coming up. You have a lot of events and initiatives coming up. Can you tell yeah. us about that? Sure. So on June 3rd and 4th, we actually have a virtual summit under the theme of managing complexities. And yeah. so that's going to, the June 3rd part of it is going to be focused on, you know, highlighting some very creative solutions, mm-hmm. uh, creative you know, techniques. And then the, uh, the day two, the June 4th, we're going to be focusing on what I would call career development uh, complex issues, yeah. as well as we're going to have a job fair with uh, uh, our colleagues at Treasury Board and probably Public Service Commission. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be inviting um, uh, students from the various academic institutions. It's a little easier now, actually, with the virtual. Yeah. So that's, a, that's June 3rd and 4th. We're still doing our webinars until the end of May. Okay. And we do we do have three themes there. One theme is on the technical competencies that have been approved for procurement and are about to be approved uh, approved for the material management community. Mm-hmm. So we work with Treasury Board on that, the Community okay. Management Office. Okay. We have a, a stream of webinars on uh, leadership and, and mental health. Yeah. And we have a stream on what I call pure content. So on the pure content, that's where we're having the social procurement one. We've got the okay. procurement ombudsman speaking. Um, so that kind of thing. Okay. Um, we have, we're building to uh, our national workshop and we'll be going digital this year or virtual, I should say, for our national workshop, September 28th and 29th. Okay. And then what we're going to be doing is we, in the past two years have done um, a, a national workshop, which was a third day uh, focused on education. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to make the virtual national workshop two days. Yeah. And then the third day, we are actually instead going to do probably six different course offerings in what we call master classes. Yeah. So as somebody wants, uh, you know, buys their pass, so to speak, they will actually be able to pick from that selection of six or seven. Oh, that's fantastic. And we uh, have our mentorship program, which has just started again. Yeah. Uh, so it's closed now in the sense of we've we've now matched. Uh, so we have 52 mentees and 10 mentors. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have, uh, I think it's 22 different departments are actually covered in the mentorship program. Holy geez. So then what we're thinking of is uh, we're still working out our in-person fleet management and regional workshops are going to be moved to the spring of 2022. 
Yeah. So to meet that need, we'll be running a, um, a fleet management special webinar series. Okay. Uh, probably four uh, discrete uh, events, probably about two hours each. Okay. And then we will be doing, um, and this one we haven't figured out the timing yet, but we're instead of doing our emerging practices symposium, mm -hmm. we're probably going to do um, some sort of learning series there. Okay. And that's one where we're really focusing on new techniques that are just coming. So some mind mapping is one of the topics that that people have put on the uh, on the agenda to 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 do something. And then uh, from there, we are going to be continuing to build our regional council. I think okay. that that's, uh, that's where we're going. Now, if all goes well, yeah. we're really hoping to have a lovely Christmas community event in person. Oh, wow. <laughs> we did one at the um, uh, Aviation Museum yeah. uh, two Christmases ago, yeah. and it was spectacular. So we actually had it booked uh, for the... Um, national gallery okay. and that we had to cancel because of okay. covid and so we're just holding our our breath to see how fast everybody gets vaccinated yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's uh that's coming down the pipe for sure so hopefully we can that happens sooner than later um, i guess the biggest thing i would sort of say is in lots of people reach out to us and say i would like a uh i'd like a presentation on Mm -hmm. And we go back and um, I had um, Crystal Maloney of uh, Public Sa uh, Safety yeah. who said, I want something on digital signatures. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah we can do that. Mm -hmm. So we did a webinar and we actually had uh, uh, two departments showcase their uh, digital signatures and how they were using them in procurement. Uh, CBSA and PSPC yeah. and that's literally that is how a lot of our programming occurs somebody reaches out to admin at SIPM mm -hmm. and says I'm interested and in, could you ever think of and it gets directed to somebody yeah. me a chair of because uh, I have leads uh, uh, everybody who's on the board is a lead of something mm -hmm. and uh, it goes from there Wow, I, definitely, that's a good way to drive value for your members, for sure. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming in and sharing. Well, all thank you, and I hope you stay involved. I mean, yeah. we're always looking for a volunteer, and as we organize these um, these various events, mm -hmm. uh, we've actually asked people, you know, would you join the committee? So yeah. the committee is not always the board of directors. The committee okay. is often a couple of people from the board and a couple of people who've expressed an interest. So if you're interested, let us know. There's Absolutely. The, the only thing I'll say is once you've said I'm interested, well, we will put you to work. Hey, no, this is all I'm loving it. So I'm, I'm going to continue. I hopefully I, you know, with my skills and background and, and video making and filmmaking and, and, you know, the more I can blend the two, my, the world of procurement and the world of, of video and, and, and social content creation, I'm all happy for that. Oh, this would be great. I think, I, I mean, I can naturally see you helping us with our um, emerging trends uh, and practices area. Yeah. The other thing is the National Workshop uh, Committee is uh, just uh, getting reorganized and uh, they definitely need um, uh more people from a supply chain perspective oh wonderful so maybe i'll be reaching out to them after okay I'm sure this wasn't the recruitment uh, mission for you carolyn oh uh, maybe <laughs>
I, and I again, congratulations <laughs> again you. on your award. That Thank was just you. great that you were able to, to get that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a fun journey and I hope to continue it definitely. Um, Perfect. Thank you, Carolyn, for taking the time. It has been very insightful and educational talk. Uh, thank you to our listeners for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe to the Supply Chain Ambassador podcast to stay up to date on the latest insights. Uh, this is a new podcast, and I certainly hope uh, listeners will find a comfortable home here with me as your host as I continue to have more in-depth discussions with industry professionals about procurement and supply chain. And I'd like to end off uh, with the quote of the day today brought to us by Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, who once said, the supply chain stuff is really tricky. So as we can see, there's a whole lot of complexities out there, but hopefully we can come together, share some ideas and build part of build something great right that is great i love the quote too yeah awesome well thank you so thank much you. i hope you have a wonderful rest of your afternoon thank you bye-bye bye-bye